Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. This is the Knucklehead, Stephen. Listen, I'm coming at you tonight. Uh, I wanted to get into a few things. Full weapon safety rules. Uh, here's why they are important. So make sure you're paying attention. Full weapon safety rules. Why are they important? I think in, in today's world, when we talk about weapons, we talk about um, engaging targets, we talk about being careful. There are, there are too many topics uh, to get into. I'm not going to make this convoluted minutiae you know, example that makes things confusing. The fact is this. There are very specific rules that you have to follow whenever you're talking about marksmanship, whenever you're talking about handling weapons uh, that keep the environment around you safe, regardless of experience, and they allow you to not be a threat to somebody else around you. These four weapon safety rules are very, very important when you think about the basics, the fundamentals, and how people can go untrained, undisciplined to become productive, um, shooters, right? And they can be trusted with uh, the responsibility that is uh, that is actually carrying the weapon, right? So four weapon safety rules. Keep your weapon on safe. Uh, keep your finger straightened off the trigger until you're, ready on until you're ready to fire. Never point a weapon at anything you do not intend to shoot and treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Why are these things very, very important? Well, when you have people who don't know how to uh, carry weapons, they could not treat a weapon as if it were loaded, accidentally engage a target and threaten that person's life or their livelihood. Uh, whenever, you're on the, uh, whenever you're on the range, you have your left and right lateral limits. So if somebody who's watching you and is watching that weapon sees that, that barrel start to go past that left or right lateral limit, if they start to engage a target beyond that, uh, know your target and what buys, uh, lies beneath, uh, beyond it, uh, if they start to see that happening, they can actually proactively uh, prevent a, a very, very bad thing from happening if they treat, if they treat that, um, if they treat that weapon uh, properly and if they, if they fix that problem before it gets there. So what, what does that have to do with being a knucklehead? <laughs> well, uh, a couple things. Um, you, you don't want to engage targets, uh, beyond what your left and right lateral limits are. You don't want to, you want to make sure that your barrel is, is, is straight, uh, is pointed straight down range. You want to make sure that you're not engaging people to your left and your right, because typically those people to your left and your right, they're they're friendlies. They're people who want to be there with you. There's people who, who are there just trying to, to get better. They're practicing as well, right? So, so what does that have to do with being a knucklehead? Well, the whole point of this podcast is to point out things that you've done um, that potentially can engage those people around you. So I'm going to dive into four rules for, uh, for your career, for your business, uh, for essentially your life that you can apply. I'm going to get into some things that I've done myself that I've also uh, learned from. And then I'm also going to let you know about people who've been able to make those mistakes and you know they've, they've been able to overcome them uh, simply just by following some of these rules also. Okay, So first one we got into a little bit earlier, respect authority, right? But then be supremely confident in your ability. What ends up happening in a lot of, in a lot of cases is uh, you can respect authority 
but then you start to default to whatever that authority's decision-making is instead of you taking initiative and ownership in your ability to process information and make decisions. Okay, so what does that have to do with being a knucklehead? Tell me if this sounds familiar. Start a new role, start a new job. You get into a position where there, there isn't a clear job description prior to you getting there. Uh, you decide that because of that loosely defined territory, that seems like a good role for you because you can go out and you can knock it out of the park. However, instead of the employer or the person who's presenting the opportunity clearly defining what those steps are, you decide to move forward thinking it is that you're taking proactive action. You're, you're actually going out there and, and, and making some changes, uh, providing input, valued uh, feedback, only to find out that that feedback is actually not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, it's creating a riff between you and whomever that relationship that you've already established is. Uh, I, can, I can honestly say, been there, done that. Uh, it's not necessarily a great idea. So what that means is uh, there's three stories that you are in this process. One, you can be a hero, which a hero has to be infallible and, a, and can't make a mistake and they can't show weakness ever because they're a hero. There's very few of them that are out there. As a matter of fact, in my experience, they don't exist, right? Uh, second would be uh, the person who's just simply a loser. They just, they never get it. They never wake up. They just don't perform. They bounce around constantly. We call them free radicals in life. Um, you feel bad for people like this because they never really understand that they can potentially take ownership of the things in their life that will create opportunities and, and specific steps to make them better. They just never do it. So the last one is the learner, right? It's the learner. It's the somebody who's, who's been able to make mistakes, the somebody who's been able to fall flat on their face time and time again, but they get better. They get better all the time. Now, I'm not talking about getting better just for the sake of chalking one up for, for you and go get them. I'm talking about you simply are able to peel back what didn't work, why it didn't work, and then you actually get better at navigating a similar circumstance and you transfer that skill into a different uh, into a different environment and you go out and you become more productive. That's a learner, right? So those people who respect authority in some way, shape, or form, they didn't at one point in time, right? Those people who have, are supremely confident in their ability, they don't always uh, come off as, as cocky and overbearing. They just, they, they have a self-assuredness about them uh, that allows them to, uh, to go full bore into a new experience, trusting themselves to make the right decision. Uh, second thing, second thing is to read, but read to learn, not to entertain, right? So read, you ever, you ever ran into this scenario where you talk to somebody and they, they kind of name drop a book, so to speak, uh, and they name drop it. And they don't really provide much, con much context around why they're, they're suggesting it. Um, and they don't even really get into the, to the information. They'll, just, they'll say something like, oh, yeah, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a fantastic book on learning how to communicate with people. What gave that away? The title, right? Um, it, and are you, are you, were you entertained whenever you read that book? Were you, were you reading it? in the hopes of actually learning how to win friends and influence people? Uh, did, you, did you pull any principles from there? Did you, did you analyze what your communication pattern was? Did you, 
did you uh, did you adjust your tonality and your and your ability to deliver a message? Uh, wh what was it about that particular book that was so influential? Uh, was it suggested to you by somebody? Was it on a book list, so to speak, that uh, potentially could um, you know help somebody develop their leadership skills? Right. It, what was the whole point of that particular book? Second principle, you read to learn, not to entertain, right? So you don't just entertain yourself whenever you're going out and developing the person that you need to become. Uh, I've heard Grant Cardone say this before. He said, you, you don't be yourself, you, you be who you're developing yourself to be. You go out and you become who you need to become, but that takes time. Right? And you have to you have to purposely leave that old person behind. Not forget where you came from, but you 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 leave that old person behind. So that's why you read. You read not to stay where you're at. You read so you can progress and and grow into the person that you need to be. You also need to analyze and think about what it is that you uh, uh, that what you learn and why you're learning it. Which actually brings me to my third point. Right? Think two years in advance. Think always two years. In advance to where you are and then focus on targets to iteratively get you there so you reverse engineer right so two years from now you plan on being X and that X may be a business owner that X may be a, um, a lead manager that that X may be a dad right that X may be uh, retired whatever the goal is then you set targets to iteratively get to that point right so why is this why is this a, a safety rule or why is this a, an important rule? Well, here, here's, I guess, let me, let, me, let me put it to you this way. When you have multiple targets and you have um, multiple targets that aren't in sequence, how do you know which target to engage first? Right, so if you're on a 200-yard range, and for those of you who are listening online instead of watching the video, imagine for a second that you're, uh, that you're in a 25-yard you know, wide um, uh, bay and it's you know 150 yards deep and what you have is you have multiple targets at various yardage distances and various elevations how do you know which target to engage first how do you know that you're going to be measured how do you know that you're going to be measured if, if in fact you're at a, a marksmanship course right and so that's an example in your life as to which priority or which target are you working towards given that week or that quarter or that month, or that year, or or whatever, that project, what is the most important target? Well, the person that's going to determine that the most potentially is the person who's presenting you the opportunity. But then you've decided, because you're, you're a learner, remember, based off of your past experiences, that you need to have some input here on how to move forward. So if you can, you know, fast forward two years on where you'd like to go, and then start to set some milestones, so to speak, I think the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin talks specifically about how he had these 13-week uh, goals and how he split up the, the year, the 52-week year, in these 13-week spreads. Uh, Stephen Covey talks about how there are rocks, or uh, Vern Harnish calls them the, the, the Rockefeller habits, where they have these 13-week spreads, these 13-week rocks that are category two type of of deliverables that you need that are important they're not urgent that you need to be able to do every single day day in and day out so you can make iterative progress towards where you need to be in two years that's very 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 important 
Why is it important to do it in two years at a time? Well, anybody know that technology changes? Anybody knows that uh, that your your career, so to speak, kind of gets needs to get dusted off from time to time. Your uh, your goals need to be refreshed. Anybody ever uh, told your your spouse or significant other that you that you love them two years ago? How relevant is that today? I mean, think about that. If you just said to one person, you're like, yeah, I told you two years ago that I loved you. How well would that go over in your relationship, right? Probably wouldn't go over very well. So you keep that communication tight. You also keep uh, your, your goals in front of you as you iteratively get to where it is that you want to go. Last thing is this. Last thing is your mentor. You want to choose a mentor, right? Um, and, and not just choose a mentor for saying that you have one, right? I've had mentors in my life uh, that have been very influential on, uh, on me and my decision-making ability. Um, right now, I'm, I'm in a position where I don't really have a specific mentor uh, because as far as, as far as this goes, the, the people that I'm choosing, I, I'm not quite sure where, where they fit two years from now. I do know where I'd like to be, I'm still searching for that individual. Once I find them, it's going to be very, very, very clear on the, the input that they have on helping me get to that point. Now, first of all, they have to agree that that's something that they'd be interested in doing because there's an accountability system that, that takes place there. But why is a mentor important? And it's not because there's too many of them that are available. It's because the pe whenever you finally choose them, today's uh, world, today's environment is... When a mentor or somebody gives you input that you don't like to hear, you don't want to listen anymore, right? And, the, and that's a, a knucklehead move. The whole point of a mentor is to give you that feedback, to tell you what you don't want to hear. That's the whole, it's not necessarily because they're going to be a cheerleader for you, right? They're, they're actually there to help you grow outside of what your comfort zone is. Um, I had somebody very recently who's starting to develop into this kind of mentorship role saying, well, you need to make a decision first uh, before you decide to dedicate more resources to that path. Well, I mean, that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. But if you get so emotionally invested in what it is that you're trying to accomplish without somebody else kind of going, hey, are you sure that's the right way to go? Mm, I don't know if that lines up with what you're telling me your goals are because your actions don't reinforce what it is that you're trying to get accomplished here. There's somebody else who's from a third-party perspective who can give you that feedback. That's what a mentor is supposed to be. Now, um, why is this important? Imagine for a second that you had one mentor, one single voice that's giving you that feedback, um, but then you also had another voice that's giving you a different feedback. Uh, you have you know, that same person giving you multiple perspectives. So now you have th two different individuals giving you three different perspectives. Which one do you listen to? You're not quite sure. And all of a sudden, you find yourself completely ineffective, completely unfocused, and not pointed in the right direction of where you need to go. Okay, so what does this have to do with the four weapon safety rules? Your left and right lateral limits. You have your barrel pointed down range. Your mentor is like you, excuse me, your mentor is like that coach looking at you uh, on, the, on the rifle range, and you have your barrel pointed straight down straight down range. 
But all of a sudden you start to kind of veer off to the left and you start to almost quasi-engage that person. And you're starting, instead of shooting on target 21, you start shooting on target 17. You're four targets over to the left. Oh my gosh, what, you're going to start to, you're going to make it very, very dangerous for those people to the left of you. That mentor is there to help you get back to target 21, get back in line with what it is that you want to get accomplished. You should be able to do that yourself. It shouldn't take a mentor telling you that you're shooting on the wrong target. What ends up happening is you start to slowly uh, get away from the fundamentals. You start to slowly matriculate or move away from what your target is because you're not quite sure which one you're supposed to be engaged with at that time. And you can have that other person be there to help you understand that that's the focus, that's the target you need to be on, and that's that's where you need to go because you've got agreement with that particular individual that in two years, that's where you'd like to be, so you're going to work that plan to get there. So just to review, you got four weapon safety rules. you got your four rules for your career, your business, uh, your life just as, as a principle here. So respect authority, right? Always be respectful of authority, but be supremely confident what your ability is, right? Read to learn, not to entertain. Three, think two years in advance and focus on targets that'll iteratively get you to that point. Four, focus on what your mentor and you are in agreement about and provide and get some clarity about what your direction is. So those are the four rules. Uh, those are the four rules that, that, that'll help you uh, stay safe on the range, stay safe throughout life. Uh, they'll actually help you make progress and they'll actually help you get better if you iteratively go back to those. Remember, back to the basics. Go back to the basics. You master the basics, then you can start to get better at, uh, uh, at being trusted with more responsibility, uh, more roles, more leadership, and going out there and making it happen. So don't be beta, fellas. Don't be beta. Go out and get some wins. Make sure that your confidence um, is, um, that you've earned that confidence back, right? Confidence is a very fickle thing, but it's also the thing that you need the most in order for you to get anything accomplished. I heard it say, uh, said that if you're confident in inaccurate information, you're still going to be more effective than if you were supremely confident on, or excuse me, not confident at all on incorrect information. Uh, so, hey, even if you make mistakes, you own it. You've got to learn to get better and, um, uh, and then you go from there. So anyway, uh, lots of uh, lots of great things coming at you. We've got a few guests that are coming up. Uh, there's a military influencer conference coming up in Orlando, Florida in a few months. Um, I checked online for there. There's a, there's a guest who's actually going to be coordinating that event. Uh, make sure that you go to there. Go to knuckleheadpodcast.com slash shop. Get your, uh, get your Don't Be Beta, get your Get Some Wins t-shirts, get your uh, 78681 Rock, Be The Rock, Round Rock shirts, uh, rep your area if that's where it is that you're from. Uh, that's where this podcast was, start, it was started and that's where I'm from, so uh, you got to be able to rep that. Also, um, also last thing, um, we have, we have some, some links uh, that is going to be in the, in the show notes for this particular podcast. And so Jocko Willenick... Uh, Leif Baben started an organization called Echelon Front. That leadership organization will help you provide some structure. If you want to network with guys who are like-minded, uh, guys and gals who are like-minded, who, who think about problems differently than most other, most other folks, if they want a process that can actually help them uh, iteratively move through things and move through problems and navigate obstacles and learn how to prioritize and execute, 
it's it's a it's a phenomenal set of leadership principles that you can go out and you can go rub elbows with some some of the best in the business. Uh, they're all uh, the people who speak at these at these particular events. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, Jocko and and Leif do a great job setting in a phenomenal example for for uh, for all of those who are in attendance. Uh, you can wake up at zero four thirty and go out and get some PT uh, with those guys. But they uh, they host these musters. Um, year in and year out, and hey, we happen to have a discount for all of you who are listeners. Uh, so you get $300 off if you use the promo code KNUCKLEHEAD2018. So that's KNUCKLEHEAD2018 for all you Marines who are listening on there. Uh, make sure you go there, you go support them, uh, go to that echelonfront.com slash muster and uh, get registered there for your next one. I think the next one is going to be either a DC or San Francisco, but you get $300 off of whichever one you get to. Uh, make sure that you get those uh, get those registered. So anyway, a lot of plugs there at the end. Uh, love you guys. Make sure that you go out and get some wins today. Don't be beta about the process. Talk to you soon. Follow Knucklehead Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. You can check us out on YouTube too if you want to check out some cool videos. So we'll talk to you soon. See you.